an improvised D&D adventure. Hey there, everybody. Hello! Welcome! Bam, bam, bam! To another episode of City of Town, an improvised D&D adventure! If that doesn't give you a great impression of this podcast, I'm not sure what will. Glottal stops and occasional offbeat improv. <laughs> glottal stops? Well, that was kind of... <laughs> That's called a glottal stop? I don't know. What? Don't bring... did, you just, did you just make that word up? No, that's a that's a word. Oh. You've literally you've never, heard, never the word heard the word glottal stop. stop. It might be my new favorite word. Michael, do not let glottal stop stop you now. <laughs> glottal stop you now. <laughs> glottal stop you now. Uh, <laughs> I really want to know what this word is, but I guess we'll figure that out some other time. Because right now, we've got to talk about what is an improvised D&D adventure. Michael, please take us through what an improvised D&D adventure is. Really felt like I was throwing it to you, but I guess that I'll do it instead. An improvised D&D adventure means that we're going to go on a Dungeons & Dragons adventure where we have planned absolutely nothing. No character sheets, no prep work, infinite amounts of dragon slaying. Even though there might not be a single dragon in this adventure. We just don't know. We have no idea. That's the opportunity we're playing with. we literally haven't thought about this at all. We're like <laughs> little kids who haven't done their homework. <laughs> Open the sandbox. Let us play. <laughs> we do have a few rules. Uh, first rule is basically there are no rules, but we loosely follow the D&D 5e rules. Yep. As confusing as that is. <laughs> the second is that we use two types of dice. Uh, we use a D20 and a D6. Ooh, love those D20s and D6s. Yeah, the D20 are for ability checks. The D6 is for whatever else we come up with. That might be attack rolls. That might be yada, 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 yada. Yep, because who needs D8s and D3s and all those other ones? Nobody wants them. They were nah. the worst dice. They need to get out of here. You got to go. D3, get. you got to get. Get, go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to see you around here anymore. Uh, we make up a lot of stuff. We make up spells. We make up feats. We completely butcher the backstories and origins of different like races in the games and things like that. <laughs> if, if you are really, really in-depth knowledgeable about these uh, races or classes, classes we're sorry in advance. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna enjoy this. <laughs> we're, we're so sorry. No, you're gonna enjoy the show. You're just gonna be. You're gonna. You're gonna angry watch. You're gonna yes. angry listen. You're gonna angry experience. You're be like, it would have been so much better if they didn't butcher up those different skills that rogues use. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they knew literally anything, we just don't look it up. Their warlocks had way too many spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's obsessed with warlocks. Right I now. love warlocks, and they just are so. They're so. They're so sad. They're so sad. <laughs> They're so sad to play. <laughs> Hot takes from Casey. Uh, do we have any other rules that we're forgetting? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I'm the DM this week. Casey is going to be the player. Heck yeah. Oh, it's always nerve-wracking when, when you're the DM, and <sighs> you just got to you start with nothing. Yeah, And absolutely. I am starting with nothing this week. Oh, Michael's coming in blind. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, should we jump into it then? Let's jump right into it. Splash. All right. So, you hear a little sizzling, and your eyes are actually open, so you also see what is sizzling. <gasps> You are cooking a pancake over a fire. 
Oh, heck yeah. And it's in the pan, and you, and you give it a little flip. And go ahead and roll a uh, d20, actually. Let's see how good of a flip this is. And, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm going to flip, and then I'll I'll base off that. Yeah. Uh, was that a, did you roll that's a, six? a six? Oh, this is not a good flip. That is man. a natural six. I think this is one of those flips where you flip it and it like comes up out of the pan. It comes back down. You almost catch it. It doesn't fall out of the pan, but it sort of slides on the pan. So all the batter on the on the uncooked side like smears, and it's no longer like a really like solid pancake anymore. Yeah, and I and I look at myself and I say, stupid, stupid. You'll never be a great chef ever if you can't get this right. You idiot and i pluck one of my small arm hairs out of my arm uh this is my shaming tactic for myself <laughs> i am a diligent sh- want to be chef and in this moment actually is when this uh very tall human is going to walk over to you and they're they're actually the presenter of this giant show you look up and you see like <laughs> dozens no hundreds of people in the stands out in front of you watching as you cook and the host is going to walk up to you and go what's your name persephone persephone they're going to go persephone how's that pancake going over here it's not good it's not it's not good, James. Ooh, Persephone, this is tough. That's a tough that's a tough start for you in this competition. You were the underdog coming in, but we really believed in you. It doesn't seem like you're uh, holding up to all the faith that people put in you. I am literally falling under the pressure. Uh, I am caving in, James. I just want you to understand that it is all falling apart in front of me, and I was supposed to be a great chef. And over to your left, you hear snickering as this big orc dude who is flipping his pancakes perfectly, like just amazing golden brown. He's flipping them out of the pan. They're landing on like a giant stack that he's like adding butter to and syrup to, and he's laughing as he listens to you talk about your failure. He's one of the people competing against you. He's on your left. On your right is a little gnome who is flipping little tiny pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) And they're building like a castle out of the pancakes. It's super impressive. Uh Meanwhile, you are on your first pancake and it is a smeared mess. Yeah. And I'm a variant human. Uh, a variant <laughs> human. Yeah. <laughs> what does this mean? That, that's that's uh that's one of the races, and what I get is, if I'm not mistaken, I get plus two uh to any ability that I want, and sure. uh, I get to pick up an extra feat right at the beginning. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> I I look around um and. I use my my intellect, which I poured all of my ability points into, and I'm going to use the feat um, "Shame of Self Destruction," which <laughs> <laughs> is which is a specific chef uh, feat, which uh, allows me to have an outburst that gives myself inspiration. Ooh! <laughs> I can only use it three times a day. This, th- three times a day is pretty impressive. That's I, a lot. It's, you it's, can get inspiration three times a day. Yeah, it's not quite as good as the lucky spe- or uh, lucky feet, but okay. it's pretty good. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So you're gonna you're gonna shame yourself? Yeah. All right. Uh, what are you doing? Right. Um. So I was already working up to it, talking to James, mm-hmm. but then I'm gonna look over at the gnome and I'm gonna say. What's wrong with me? 
What's wrong with me, Dad? Why, Mom? Why? <laughs> the, I, gnome, I, the gnome I, is like backing up like with his hands. I'm like, I am not this guy's dad or I, mom. Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to say, I cook so that you will both be proud of me. I just want to be a good daughter. Dang it. And I kick where I'm near and I throw the salt. And <laughs> you feel inspiration coursing through you after this public shaming session. And James is going to turn to the audience and go, all right, ladies and gentlemen, on that bombshell, we're going to cut to commercial. And then and we'll see you back here very soon to see what happens to Persephone's pancakes. And on that, the uh, curtain closes on the stage and you see these two like skinny looking actor guys. They're both humans and they're both really skinny. They're wearing big armor and we're holding big swords that look plastic or like wooden. It's all fake. They walk out <laughs> and you start hearing them talking on the stage about, man, I hate it when my sword gets all dinged up. So do I. Well, you should use... <laughs> Darren's wax product. <laughs> and they're giving a commercial about this wax you can use to like clean your sword and get are, the dings out of it. Are there cameras? Or no, is it this just... is to the hundreds of people in the audience. Okay, cool. So you're in like a big outdoor this is amphitheater. A big event. It is. This is the like uh, entire, this is the biggest cooking show on the entire continent. People travel from all over to see this show. And it's actually like a multi-day show. Mm -hmm. And you're just, a, you're just like on one day of it. Okay, so while I'm going to add just a little bit of salt to my pancake... Um, oh, salt in your pancake? <laughs> it's a bold choice, yeah, I know. I'm not sure how this is going to work out. <laughs> it's going to work out well. Um, I'm literally racking my brain right now trying to think, like, would that be good? <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm assuming you're going to play the judges, so at some oh point... Oh, God, I'm going to have to make a choice about this at some point. I'm giving that up to you, whether this bold taste is going to work out. Uh, I would like to, as I'm doing that, though, I'm going to look around to see if I notice a tiefling anywhere. <laughs> see if you notice a tiefling yeah, anywhere. I want to know if there's a tiefling. Uh, go ahead and roll a d20. Let's do a perception check. Cool. Uh, perception is... Is that Wisdom? Uh, or is that intelligence? That's no, that's wisdom. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Did you just roll a nat one? That's a that's a nice nat one, oh baby. Oh my god, that's uh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Where's those tieflings? Uh, you actually realize you reached to and get the is, salt. This is not worth my inspiration. Well, what's what's actually happened is you thought you were salting your pancake. You've actually uh, put pepper on your pancake. <laughs> you grabbed the wrong salt shaker while you were you grabbed the wrong shaker while you were trying to find this tiefling. That makes uh, sense. And uh, you actually know this is the tiefling that has been haunting you for a very long time and has actually been trying to mess up your cooking career because back in the day, yeah, you yeah. both were working at the same restaurant. Take me back in the day, Mike. Back in the city of town, <laughs> there was this restaurant that was famous far and wide for its breakfast food, and you were both sous chefs there and <laughs> you were. sabotaged this tiefling yeah so that they wouldn't get the head chef job tiefling named constable constable have i, you, I you, used that name constable was in the last episode Not, no two episodes, two episodes ago. ago i use constable too much <laughs> connie Name's connie. connie yeah connie the tiefling <laughs> Well, you sabotaged Connie the tiefling, and she didn't get to be the head chef, and you did instead. Connie was fired, and she has been trying to mess up your career ever since then. I know. So and I, 
I will not let that happen today. Not on the biggest, most important day to me and my family who's up in the 60th row. And I, I look at them. And well, the I, curtain's closed. I look where they were <laughs> before that curtain closed. And I think about how important this cooking show is to me. Well, while you're thinking about that, that's when you realize you've just peppered your pancake. And I look down and I say, dang it. Dang it, Persephone. Not today. Are you going to do the Not same thing again? Today. I don't think you can have multiple I, inspiration I at one time. I'm just, look, Persephone. <laughs> I, so a uh, little backstory for everybody. I used to work in a kitchen. Uh, Casey did. <laughs> I was I, very confused. I was like, not, we just did this. We just talked about this. No, this is Casey's backstory. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> We're just leaving the D&D game for a second <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, and every chef you will ever work with has anger issues. I believe it's because it's hot in kitchens and they can't <laughs> handle it. And so I'm just bringing a bit of realism to this game right here. <laughs> For Persephone has anger issues. Has anger well, issues. clearly, she sabotaged her sous chef so she could become head chef. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that seems on the level. Well, as you suddenly realize that you've peppered your pancake right after you yeah. realize the importance of the I've fact that your done, family's watching yeah, you, uh-huh. uh, that's when you hear them wrapping up the commercial outside, and they go, and that's why I use Darren's wax product on all my swords, because I'm a great adventurer, and you can be too. And everyone, like, there's a smattering of claps. People yeah. were not very interested. And... <laughs> Nor should they be. Yeah, it's a, I've it's a used, commercial. I've used that wax before on all swords. It was for swords. Yeah, it's for swords. Yeah. Darren's wax product. So I tried it. I actually tried it on some of my cooking knives. And I've got to be honest, it made it really difficult to cut through stuff <laughs> because it had wax on it. It so actively then, dulls the sword. <laughs> yeah, it does. There's been a lot of deaths due to Darren's wax product. It sounded like a ghost was trying to kill us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So they, yeah. they wrap up the commercial out, out on the front of the stage. You you hear the smattering of claps. The curtain reopens. So as it's opening, uh, this was this was my idea. So as it's opening, I'm going to look over at the gnome. The, what's the gnome doing while this is happening? Uh, the gnome is currently like using butter to like they've like whipped up the butter, so it's like extra like frothy and like nice looking. Okay. And they're using it as like cement for their little castle. Okay, now I am I'm I've only taken uh, two levels in uh, sorcerer, so but I've got like a little <laughs> bit. So I'm gonna mage hand. Um, I'm <gasps> going to mage hand far away from me. I'm guessing that there's um, a little like there's there's got to be like a bell or a buzzer, right? That would go off to let people know the there's time. There's a gong. There's a gong. Yes. Um, can I hit the gong? Yes. Okay, so I will I will hit the gong, and as soon as everybody's looking, I'm going to attack the gnome. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so the curtains are so just starting to open. I'll explain how I attack the gnome after I see if the gong works. Well, it does work. It's bong, and everyone does look towards the gong. There's only a few people back here. Okay, behind the curtain. Uh, the gnome is looking. Am I correct? Oh, the gnome definitely like looked and towards the gong. It's on my right, so it's looking away from me. Yes, the gong was all, was further right than the gnome is. Yeah, so I'm but going... the orc looked towards the gong, and they're now looking towards you now. I'm gonna I'm gonna wink at the orc because we both savage. <laughs> the orc kind of like goes, uh, what? And then I'm going to use my pan and hit the back of the gnome's head. <laughs> Go ahead and roll an attack, dude. Wow. That's uh, that's a fourteen. 
14? Yeah, that will hit. That's also a sneak attack, actually. So uh, go ahead and roll with advantage. Oh, okay. Nat 20! What? Nat 20! I mean, tell me nat what happens, dude. 20. You got a nat 20. So what? You sneak up behind this gnome with the pan. You swing. What happens? Yes! Yes! So it's not looking, and I just slam it about, uh, across the back of its head. What are what are we cooking on top of? Uh, so these are like big wooden butcher block tables uh-huh. with like stone uh, like fire pits built into them. Are, okay, so two questions. I'm assuming that we're on some form of r- uprising. Yes, this is, well, this is a, it's a stage, but it's yeah. like an amphitheater. So the crowd outside goes up higher than you do. You're like down yeah. in the center of a bowl. Yeah, I under, totally. But we, so there's an underneath of this. Yes, I'm guessing it's like an, a wood r- built for this event. It's not there permanently. Uh, it's, it's permanent, but it is wooden and there is a, there is a, an area underneath the stage. Okay. So I've got two ideas. Is there a, uh, is there a cabinet uh, with like a swinging door on the gnome's butcher block? Uh, a cab. Wait, is there? Oh, like a, like a, like a yeah, like an underneath underneath it. Yes, yeah. there are shelves and things underneath it. Okay, so I'm gonna pick up the gnome and I'm gonna shove it in there. Okay, so you smack this gnome in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. The gnome didn't see anything coming. Great sneak attack. It falls forward and like smashes into its <laughs> castle, scattering all the little pancakes everywhere. But you are, then immediately grab them. Are the pancakes damaged? Some of them are, but there I, were a lot. Okay, because that's what I was they're going They're also for. little pancakes. I know, I'm trying to steal these little pancakes. Okay, yeah, there are like, there are dozens of undamaged little pancakes. Awesome. How many judges? I'm guessing five? Four, three? Well, obviously there's six. There's six. Oh, <laughs> of course. It's a what standard kind of cooking, cooking show competition. wouldn't have six judges? You're right. I, I apologize. They're actually all the kings of the continent. There's kings six. of the continent. So there's six it's countries? Co- it's an entire continent. Yeah, yeah. There's six. six different countries and six different kings. Okay. You know what? I'm going to change that a little bit. Kings and queens of the con- of the co- different countries. Very okay. Yeah, very two cool. kings, four queens. Okay, cool. I, uh, I, so I shove the gnome inside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you grab the gnome, unceremoniously drag them through <laughs> the remnants of their castle. They're like they're smearing against all the syrup and butter, and you they flop onto the ground. You open up the cabinet and you shove them inside and sh- and shut it. I'm gonna grab a label ladle and I'm gonna stick it inside the like little handy <laughs> thing. You lock it so they can't get out. Yeah. And then, and then I'm going to grab those mini pancakes. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna throw. I You're mean, just gonna like basically like grab them with your arms, right? Like just like shovel them into your arms. Well, I'm mm, there's okay, so there's there's you six judges. Quick. Like there's, there's six a- judges, so I'm only grabbing six. I'm only grabbing six. I'm gonna grab them delicately and I'm gonna put them on my skillet, which I just emptied when I hit the gnome. Okay. So now there's six tiny. Uh, gnome-sized pancakes, and you're gonna run back to your plat before to your area before. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk like ooh wow what how cool <laughs> as as now cool you did this pretty damn quick everyone was looking at the gong it's still like vibrating and it's just starting to of course how weird that it went off early yeah it's very strange That's I do look around like this is so unprofessional <laughs> the curtain has opened it was only open like a crack when you hit the gnome over the head it is now like a good like eight feet wide as it continues to pull open and as you walk back casually to your table you do see, do see the orc just blatantly staring at you <laughs> and just like what did you just do yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna say to the, the orc uh <laughs> you 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 even step to me, I will make this entire 
town think that you're poisoning people at your restaurant. All right, let's go ahead and do that young uh, intimidation check. What's your intimidation skill, Casey? Uh, oh, it's like a plus one. I okay. Mean, yeah. Well, let's see what you get. Okay, that's a 15. I, Dude, literally DC 15 was what I decided. I, I was going to use the my orc, I orc, was going to use my inspo on that. I didn't even have to. The orc raises her hands up. She's like, uh, no, uh, uh, and she like kind of backs up and looks away down towards her pancakes and goes back to what she's doing. That's what I'm talking about. As James takes to the stage in his very commanding way, and he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, the competition is not over yet. The bell went off. The gong went off early. We're not sure why, but we're gonna get back to our contestants. Starting off with our little gnome Stacy. <laughs> Starting off with our little gnome Stacy." Stacy couldn't handle the pressure. She left. And then you hear gasps from the entire crowd. <gasps> and James goes, whoa, what an upset. At the last minute, Stacy has dropped out of the competition. I can't believe it. That leaves just Persephone and Grognock. <laughs> it, it, that's it? There's got to be. Oh, there's only three of you guys in this competition. Oh. Yeah, there's only three Wait, of you. Did everybody else get eliminated? No, this is just the, the breakfast competition. You guys already went through all the semifinalists before this. Yeah. It's yeah. a multi-day competition. Yeah, so they all got eliminated. Yeah, this is like the last stage of the breakfast portion. Oh, this, uh, there's just me and Gregnog? It is you and Gregnog. Gregnog, uh... <laughs> Man, Greg Knox weak. If if she's not even gonna try to say that I cheated, well, maybe you know, Stacy. You you do know that Stacy the gnome was actually like the front runner. She was the uh. crowd favorite. She's very popular. She's yeah. incredibly talented well, as a chef. Yeah, like, she runs um, uh, Whippersnappers um, cuisine. Yeah. In the Dato region of the country of. Stirplex. Exactly. And you, <laughs> being the underdog, yeah. Grognock is pretty damn sure that she can beat you. So, like, <laughs> she's she basically, like, you just risk everything to take out the person who's going to beat Grognock. And now Grognock's like, I got this. Like, yeah. thanks for taking out my competition. Enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Keep also, believing. you intimidated her. <laughs> Keep believing that until I kill you. <laughs> well, obviously... She hasn't thought that far ahead. <laughs> Anyways, so James okay. is going to come up to you and go, Persephone, now that Stacy, the crowd favorite, has been knocked out of the competition, how are you feeling? I'm feeling... Uh, oh, Stacy, you okay there? <laughs> I'm freaking out under the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but Stacy hasn't... The, I mean, but Persephone, Persephone hasn't the pressure lessened quite a bit with Stacy at the competition. Not even a little bit, James. Oh, boy, you are just always amped to 11, aren't you? <laughs> I... That's what we love about you, Persephone. You care uh, a lot. I just wish that there was more pers uh, more professionalism. I don't understand why gongs are going off early. There's there's pepper flying every which way. Gragnock keeps trying to mess with things on my counter. I mean, and the really whole at the sound of, at you saying about Grognock messing with things on your counter, the entire audience gasps. <gasps> and James goes, Grognock, is this true? Are you trying to sabotage the competition? And Grognock's like, 
No, never. I would never do such a thing. The the uh, variant human <laughs> lies. <laughs> yeah, I'm, they know I'm, exactly what kind of human you are. I'm, yeah, I'm a variant human. Grognock would never do anything to jeopardize the integrity of the continental cooking competition. The Grognock. Why is Stacy inside of that butcher's block cabinet? <gasps> Another gasp from the crowd. They are easily shocked. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? This is this is the greatest live event that this country, this this uh, what's it called? Continent. Continent has this ever is the seen. continental cooking competition. <laughs> the continental breakfast cooking competition. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> That's exactly and it. So now that you've given this bombshell revelation that Stacy is in the cabinet underneath her ca- underneath her uh, butcher's block, and James is going to rush over to the cabinet, and Grognock is staring daggers at you. Good. And she is like, like, you see her flexing her muscles. She is so much bigger than you. That's fine. There are literally thousands of people here. I'm not gonna you can fight. Almost, you can almost see steam coming out of her ears. And that's when James removes the ladle from the from the cabinet. And he goes, Stacy, Stacy, are you in there? And he opens up the cabinet. I need you to go ahead and roll a d20 for me real quick. <laughs> what the heck are you playing at, Stacy? You're in there. Ooh, 17! Okay. This actually wasn't a skill check. I was just seeing like, what's going to happen. I just I don't know whether you went high or lows on this. <laughs> I'm hoping you went highs. Uh I did go high as he opens up the cabinet, Stacy falls out of it, and she's still breathing. <laughs> that oh. role was determined whether or not she died. Oh. Huh. Maybe it would have been better if she died. Maybe. I well, mean, she didn't see you. Only time will tell. So he, he like, Stacy falls into, the, into James's arms, and he lifts her up onto the counters. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, Stacy has been attacked live on the stage by Grognock the <laughs> Orc. I'm, and, I'm so happy. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, are you going to do anything? Because Grognock is staring daggers at you. She's about to open her mouth and say something. Yeah, I'm going to say, I will defend the honor of this show. And I'm going to grab one of the knives and I'm going to throw it at Grognock. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just so upset. All I'm right. so angry about this. What what type of... So you're you're part wizard, you said, right? Or warlock? I took two two levels in sorcerer. Oh, so, in sorcerer. <laughs> just, so what is your just other jammed class? jammed around, tested it out. Saw What's your what other class? <laughs> my other is, uh... My other's, you know... <laughs> a, a fallen paladin. Fallen paladin? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> So I'm taking it that you don't have, like, dagger-throwing abilities, and this is an improvised weapon. Yes. So go ahead and roll your attack with disadvantage. And I want to be clear, I'm not, like, no, you know what? I am. I'm going for a kill shot. Uh, Yeah, it's only a kill shot. (laughs) And I will use... Unless you screw it up. I will use my inspiration here. And now you get a normal roll. I get a normal roll. There you go. Great. Wow. I like your strategy. I'm really, I'm really proud of you. I've been pulling out all the moves to, to simply not cook my way through this. Fifteen. Fifteen plus uh, plus one plus one sixteen. Oh, I guess it's, it's strength, isn't it? 
No, it's dexterity. It's dexterity. Yeah, so plus one. Plus one. Okay. You throw this knife. <laughs> you are nimble with this. It's shocking. You reach. <laughs> Grognak doesn't even get to react. You reach down, pull it from the butcher block, and just fling it at them. It spins through the air, end over end, to plunge into Grognak. Go ahead and roll a d6. Uh, I just love this. Okay. Uh, two, two points. Okay, so it plunges into Grognok's chest. Grognok screams in pain as the entire audience once again goes, <gasps> <laughs> I'm delivering the show of a lifetime to these people. <laughs> and Grognok staggers back a few feet, looks down at the knife protruding from her chest, and then she looks up at you. She reaches for the knife, grabs it, Pulls it from her chest and starts beating on the wound. <laughs> you use my character designs against me. Yes. Hey, you gave her the wound, man. She is a barbarian. She is going to go into a rage. <laughs> and she's going to scream, Grognok! <laughs> we'll kill! <laughs> and she grabs, she has the knife in one hand, she grabs her pan that she was making the pancakes on with the other. It's a red hot pan at this point. And she is going to charge at you. What are you going to do? I, I mean, I'm going to try to jump over my cooking station out of the way. All right, so you... Okay, so go ahead and roll a dexterity check. Meanwhile, James is narrating the entire thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Grognok has grabbed two improvised weapons. She is going after Persephone. <laughs> He's having a field day. This is going to be great for ratings. I am rolling so well. Whoa, 16 plus 1, 17? 17. You expertly... You basically like do like a handstand flip over the over the uh, butcher's cabinet. Yeah. And you land on the other side and spin around to see Grognak has just reached the other side. She's going to do a dexterity check to see if she can get over and attack you. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With two weapons in her hand, she's not able to like easily get over it. She kind of clumsily tries to get up and then decides to go around instead. What are you going to do? I'm going to shimmy whatever direction she tries. <laughs> I'm just going to keep moving. <laughs> I'm assuming there's... Oh, they are worthless guards, but I'm assuming they'll do something. Uh, I think that you you, you can kind of look around a little bit and you notice that the guards aren't actually reacting in any way. James has definitely like held his hand up to the captain of the guards and told them, like, oh, no, no, hold on. This is, this is good. We want to see where this goes. Okay, well, I'm going to shimmy for a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a dexterity check. I can't be beat. Wow, yo. you shimmy 17 plus like one. a pro. So Persephone, no, your Persephone, yeah. Grognok keeps trying to get around the cabinet at you. Eventually, she's going to get mad. She's going to go ahead and throw her uh, hot pan at you. <laughs> wow. A seven. Well, I was going to roll a disadvantage, but she failed. Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> I guess I, I can see if she gets in that one. Mm -hmm. No. I, I mean, I have I have only like a 13 AC, so it's not that high. Yeah, so she throws this thing at you, and you easily duck out of the way. And are you going to taunt? Are you going to do anything like that? Like, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to... Oh, what should I do? Um... Are there? There's a friar, right? Like, there's got to be a friar. Uh, this no. is this is medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's no fryers in the medieval times. You have a you have what? a hot fire that you can cook things over. What were they and metal and cast iron cookware? What were they doing to like get through hangovers? 
Dude, I don't know. Suffering? They were just suffering. And hangovers <laughs> were worse back then. They, they definitely They also didn't were. even have Advil. Yeah, wow. Whew. Sometimes you just are glad to be alive now. I know, right? <laughs> just makes you think. <laughs> it just really makes you think. Uh, okay, I am going to... I'm going to be like, it's been real. I think I won. No competition. And I'm going to start running away. <laughs> You're just going to run for it. And James goes, all right. And Persephone makes a bolt for it. She is leaving the stage. Go ahead and roll a dexterity check. Let's see how fast you move. Uh, 14. 14. Dude, you, let's, let's see yeah. how Grognak does. Oh. oh, 15. Uh, Grognak gives chase. Uh-huh. But you you manage to keep the distance between you guys. But you run. I'm assuming you're running like off stage, so I can do like the wings. No. Oh, I'm, you're running down to the audience. I'm running to the audience, and as soon as I get to them, I'm gonna go, my fans! And I'm gonna <laughs> jump at them and I say, protect me! Alright, you run to the edge of the stage, you throw yourself off screaming, my fans, protect me. I'm assuming you're going for a crowd surf. Yeah. All right, go ahead and roll that young charisma check. You better believe I'm doing a crowd serve. Let's see if you can, what? if you have enough charisma to uh, get a crowd surf going. <laughs> if you've seen anything tonight, my charisma's not great. Eleven. It's good enough. That's a zero. So that, that's, just, that's an 11? just an 11. You, uh, <laughs> you throw yourself off. Most people try to get out of the way. A few hefty folks uh, do manage to like kind of grab you but you get all tangled up in them and they like are trying to like extricate themselves from your limbs and you're all tangled up and like they are trying to put you down but like you can't quite get off of them and they're kind of blocking your way I'm gonna I'm gonna cast uh with with I think my final spell slot of the night uh I'm gonna cast that thing that's like uh Oh, what the heck's it called? Um, where like a I shield? No, the the image where I can like put a oh. big image in the sky. A big image in the. Of, it's like an me. illusion. Yeah, I'm gonna just cast like. Oh, I think yeah, it's just like minor, minor illusion. illusion. Yeah, minor illusion is like a five foot by five foot. Yeah. Okay. Something. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do a five foot by five foot. See what's good. Cool. Um, of and I'm gonna shoot it up into the sky. I'm gonna go. Freaking Persephone, come on, you dummy! And I'm gonna like pull out some some pieces of hair. I'm gonna be like. Please, just won't somebody just like, oh, I just, I'm just no good at this whole talking to people or getting people to believe in me or like to support me, stupid thing. Uh, and I'm going to try to use my feet again to give myself inspiration. Okay. It's definitely two <laughs> actions in one turn, but I'll let you have it. What is the minor illusion doing? I don't understand. It, it broadcasts me. Oh, okay. Oh. So you're putting, you're like... You're showing like I'm showing it's what's like a happening. jumbotron. Yeah, oh, okay. it's a five foot by five foot jumbotron. <laughs> All right, so that's happening as Grognock throws herself off the stage after you. Mm-hmm. That's a twelve. Uh, she lands on some folks right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like trying to get away from you, and so like this giant orc just smashes them. <laughs> Are they lifting her up? Are we both crowd surfing? No, she. they didn't see her coming because they were looking at you. So uh-huh. she just basically flattened them. Like, they're not dead or anything. Okay. But, like, that hurt. <laughs> they are all <laughs> laying on the ground, and she's, like, starting to pick herself up. You're trying to get yourself untangled. I'm trying to still crowd surf. Oh, no, you crowd surfing failed. It failed? Yes. Um, you got all tangled man. up in these guys. You all fell down. You're basically laying on the ground at this point with a bunch of people, like, trying to get out from under you and trying to, like not be tangled up with you. Okay, I gotcha. Dang. Uh. And you see you see uh, Grognock the Orc, like, 
one dude's like trying to stand up, but she grabs him by the the shoulder and uses him to like she like pushes him to the ground to push herself up, and she's staring at you and she's coming. She's mad, frothing at the mouth. Okay, so I'm gonna try to move in between the crowd, but every time I'm gonna try to like kind of trip and throw people towards Kragnog to get uh-huh. in in her way. Okay, as I try to escape, just go ahead and roll a d20. Seven. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So like, nothing's wrong with your plan, but you don't stop Grognag very much. She basically says to bulldozer. She just pushes through all these people, just Dang. flattening everything in her path. And as you're running, you do, out of the corner of your eyes, see your family up in the 60th row. I yeah, think you they're said. pretty high. You're around the 15th row right now, but you can see them up there, and they look concerned, and they say, they look at you. But you can see your 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 brothers and sisters are all concerned, and your dad is shaking his head as he there turns to walk out of the stadium. That son of a gun. I have worked tirelessly to become an amazing uh, Michel Bob. Michel Bob? <laughs> Michel Bob. It was started by Bob, who is a, uh, of the Michel clan. The Michel clan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a Michel Bob uh, rated chef and I will not let my parents down uh, <laughs> as I'm going to use my inspiration and try to um, agilely run towards my family. All right, go ahead and roll 2d20s. Meanwhile, James is still narrating this whole thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, they are now in the audience. They are going after it, using people as shields. Grogna cannot be stopped. She is zoned in on Persephone, and she is not letting her out of her sight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Would you just roll two sixes? Two sixes. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, that does suck. That sucks for Persephone. Uh, I mean, you're you're trying to get to them, but you only manage to get like five rows higher because people are like you're clambering over people. They're not really getting out of your way. They're, the crowd is kind of turning against you now that like you've been using people as human <laughs> shields. Okay, they, uh, let's oh, see yeah. how let's see, let's see how Grognak does real quick. Oh my gosh, that's a 19. Oh my god. That's a 19, folks. Uh, as you're trying to get through, all of a sudden you feel a big, meaty hand clasp onto your shoulder. Uh, as she grabs you and spins you around mm-hmm. to face her, what are you going to do? I'm going to look down to the pits of hell <laughs> and I'm going to say oh ye who hast fallen give me the touch of sin and let forth your rage as <laughs> so I'm going to call upon my demon who I <laughs> my magical mystical powers from oh this is a sorcerer thing no no it's a fallen paladin oh, thing it's a fall- this is never got you a fallen. Wow, I think that's why your dad was so disappointed in you. By the way, your dad is a paladin. Wow. He's a really well-known paladin throughout the region, and yeah. you were supposed to follow in his footsteps. And instead, you gave over to the forces of evil, and then became a chef at a breakfast restaurant. He was so lawful good all of the time. I just couldn't live up to that kind of expectation. Yeah, it was it was uh, demanding. <laughs> so. You needed to live a uh, more a freer lifestyle. So 
Uh, yeah, more moral and, ambiguity. And we all know that chefs are demons. Yeah. <laughs> that they're all working to be oh, fallen paladins. Yeah. Duh. Um, and I am going to use chef's kiss on Cragnock. Okay, well, describe what Chef's Kiss does for us. Chef's Kiss um, gives an alluring aroma that um, if the person falls prey to it, um, they become insatiable, insane, and they will eat they will tr- attempt to eat anyone near them that is not the spellcaster. Oh, no. I'm so, you're so smart that you added in the not the spellcaster part. <laughs> you are really throwing this audience under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I will burn everybody to the is ground Is this a wisdom saving throw or something? Um, well, I'm a paladin, so technically I think it's charisma. A charisma. Well, you know, Grognak, she's not very charismatic. Most most of us aren't. <laughs> so we're going to see how this goes. Uh, DC, I think, 12. It's not that good. All right, DC 12. Let's see how this goes. She's got a negative one for her charisma. We're going to roll this D20, see how this goes. <laughs> yes! She yes, rolled yes, yes, a yes, seven yes. minus one is yes. six. You, <laughs> you put your fingers to your lips and you let out a delicate <laughs> chef's kiss. This weird green aura leaves your lips and floats through the air towards Grognak and lightly lands on her lips. As all of a sudden her eyes shoot wide, she stops in her tracks and she starts sniffing the air. And she turns to her left and eyes... (laughs) Okay, you roll a d20. (laughs) Oh no... Uh, yeah, she eyes a little kid. Oh my gosh, what? <laughs> and she smiles wide with her sharp teeth and lunges forward. Mm-hmm. 17? <laughs> 17. This little kid actually very deftly manages to pull backwards and move into the crowd as Grognak chases after them. Oh my gosh. And Grognak disappears into the throng of people. This little kid is darting and weaving in and out of of, uh, people's legs. And you can hear the kids screaming the entire time as they're running away. Well, they should stop doing that. That gives them away. I actually yelled that after him. I'm like, hey, try not screaming. That that gives your geographic region away. Roll a persuasion check. I start to try to head towards my family. Roll a persuasion check. That one. That one. The kid screams louder. <laughs> oh no! That uh, kid's gonna die. You now see the guards moving and like rushing towards <laughs> the screaming. Oh, oh, good! They're finally doing that. <laughs> uh, where are you heading? You're heading up to your parents. Yeah, I'm All trying right. to get to my family. Cool. So go ahead and roll dexterity check. Let's see how long it takes you to get up there. Uh, yeah, it takes me a little bit. Nine. All right. So uh, James is still. You're moving up. It takes you a little bit to get up there. James is still on stage narrating. All right. Persephone seems to just be leaving while Grognak has gone insane and has become insatiable <laughs> for the flesh of the audience. <laughs> she is chasing a child through the arena. I'm gonna roll for that child. Yeah, they do. Cool. Oh, 17 again. This child is fast. Eventually, the the kid uh, is still running away, but he manages to last long enough that the guards manage to encircle Grognak and it becomes an all out fight. Uh, You roll for the guards. I'll roll for Grognak. Okay. Oh, no. Grognak just rolled a nat 20. (laughs) (laughs) But see if this nat 20 can defeat it. 
Not even uh, close. 12. So it's eight guards, all with their swords drawn, surrounding Grognak. They're just standard town guards. And they're wooden swords. No, no, no. Those were the actors who were doing the commercial. Uh, okay. These are real town guards. Okay. Wearing, like, normal leather armor and things like that. Gotcha. Uh, she massacres them. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> they are running at her, swinging at her. She's grabbing their wrists, breaking their arms, grabbing their swords, and jamming them into the faces of the other guards, smashing their heads together, breaking their legs with her with her kicks. Well, right, because, I mean, essentially, this kid is kind of like veal or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a certain kind of delicious. <laughs> Foie gras, I don't know. Any of those things. Oh, God. She does, but she does just absolutely destroy these town guards. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, they were good people. Uh, uh, they're dead now. I, and rip. she looks around to see if she can see the kid. What was that? 16. So that actually was a role for the kid. The kid oh. is gone. Wow, this kid is doing great. The kid, the kid got the hell out. They were smart. Dang, such she for doesn't see knock. That was going to be the, yeah, Grog- the meal of a lifetime. <laughs> but Grognak, not able to find the kid, looks down at the fallen guards at her feet, and uh, she starts chowing down. Meanwhile, you, <laughs> during all this, you eventually reach the... Uh, the crowd is running like hell, by the way, which which made your uh, journey towards your family a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it took but a little you, bit of time. You make it. I pull myself over one of the chairs, and I, I stand before my family. Is my dad gone? Uh, your dad is gone. Uh, your mom and your your two sisters and your brother are all there, though. Okay. As your mom goes, oh my god, I'm so glad that you made it up here. That that looked terrifying. That that orca almost murdered you. Yeah. To be fair, I cheated a lot. <sighs> Persephone, I thought we were past this. You, you're troubled past. I thought, I thought you had figured out how to how to cope with failure without taking it out on other people. You know. I came here to stir up some trouble and make it so that there's a bloodbath, so that there would be a portal that would open up for my demon uh, that I worship uh, to be able to open up and step onto mortal ground. As, and as you were saying this, by the way, you can hear the screams of more people as Grognak continues her <laughs> bloodlust-filled rage massacre. And I invited you guys so that I could have you be witness to my greatness. I did all of this just for you. And you know what? I'm proud of it. Uh, <laughs> Your mom goes... Persephone, no. Why have you taken this dark path? As she starts to back away and she's kind of, your siblings are all younger than you. (laughs) They range from like 10 to 18 as she's like kind of trying to get them behind her and moving away from you. Why are you putting so many kids in danger, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you want to go a dark path. I I guess I did this to you last week too. (laughs) I'm going down a real dark path. I will... Um, the bloodlust and the and the screams of people dying behind you are still building. I'm gonna draw a small uh, charcuterie knife that I worked earlier to be sharp. That I'm going to draw across my palm, getting blood, and we'll see underneath, right along the 60th row, there is a blood trail that just needs to be finished. 
Oh my god. I will dribble it along to finish the blood, the uh, the blood circle that has been drawn by, not just me, I mean, I'm literally not that powerful. Yeah. Um, within the crowd, there are several warlocks and different people. And you look to your left and right, and you can see a few others also cont- finishing the circle, yep. looking at you knowingly and smiling at this at their success, <laughs> as the last drop of your blood falls to the ground and hits with a little drip. The ground starts shaking. <laughs> the entire stadium rocks. <laughs> the stage is rattling. The lights that like have that uh, are hanging from the from the ceiling or not ceiling, but like from structures along the uh-huh. along the amphitheater, yep. they start to fall and hit the ground as they break apart and the and the flames inside spread to like engulf all of the different seats and things around the around the stadium and the stage gets set ablaze as James rushes to get out of the way of falling debris the ground at the center of the amphitheater starts to crack as the concrete like the, these two big cracks start moving through the concrete moving higher and higher up the amphitheater as flames start looking up out of the cracks <laughs> and it starts to fall down into some sort of abyss that you know should not be underneath this amphitheater <laughs> but i had faith that it would be you doing anything you saying anything <laughs> uh i will start i will start cackling as the abyss gets closer um as i say run hide it shall do no good one thing you do notice as the abyss starts to get bigger and bigger and the concrete's falling in is the the very nice aroma of like garlic and sage and butter oh man absolutely all the good flavors (laughs) all the good flavors as this (laughs) Oh, this yeah. giant being who's at least 20 feet tall starts to climb out <laughs> of the pit. And you notice, of course, the large chef hat of your demon lord. <laughs> of course. Of course. And he has, like, the, like, nice little uh, chef outfit. And uh, does he have, like, I imagine that he- he's got, like... W- little uh like little knives and everything hanging down he's got Uh, the apron he's got like all white clothes on he's but he's got salt yes tons of salt he's got a little pouch on his side with herbs and spices in it yes uh he's got scaly yellow skin uh his eyes burn with fire he's got like he mostly looks kind of human but he's got a snout kind of like a dragon cool yeah and he's just got like (laughs) He has actually four arms as well. Of course. Yeah, you have to when you're a chef. He multitasks. I, that's that's the most important thing about a chef. And as he <laughs> rises up out of the ground and he goes, I have been summoned. <laughs> Who is it that speaks for you? For easy referring to his all followers, his followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I raise my small charcuterie blade into the sky and I say, Tis that guy over there. <laughs> and I point to a different warlock. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and that warlock thrown under the bus. <laughs> the, the plan was that you were supposed to be the one who speaks. You are just continuing your bad habits. Never. 
never learn and never <laughs> be the guy. That's just not going to end well for you. Uh, and actually, in this moment, this is when James all of a sudden steps up next to you and goes, uh, Persephone, you seem to have summoned an evil demon chef lord to into our competition. Why did you do this? And can you tell the folks at home what your motivation was? Absolutely. And if you think it's going to hurt your chances with the judges. Absolutely. As you look over, the judges are up high in the amphitheater <laughs> where it hasn't fallen apart. They're all just sitting there watching. They were ready for this. Uh, <laughs> I look over and I say, absolutely, James. Uh, you know, but I've got to be honest. I am just simply a follower. It was ish guy over there uh the great warlock of dundon uh, as you hear that guy go what the hell dude <laughs> <laughs> everything all of the ideas he's the idea guy james you gotta talk to him i am but a simple servant as james goes all right then and they rush off to go talk to him. Ishmael? Ishbin. Ishbin. <laughs> or, yeah, not Ishmael. It's, it's not Ishmael. It's not. I just heard Ish and I went to Ishmael. I almost said Ishmael, and then I was like, that's too, that's too average. Let's go Ishbin. Uh, so actually, or something so else. James runs off to go talk to the oh, no, supposed Ish leader. Ishguy. Ishguy. Ishguy, that was it. As you hear a familiar voice coming from the stage, mm -hmm. and that goes, what was the name of your demon lord again? You named him earlier. Oh, and you know I remember. Oh, yeah. You know... Mostly, I just don't want to come up with it. That I remember. <laughs> I actually don't know if I did give them a name. Uh, I probably did, and it was probably something like uh, Claric the Service Seeker. Uh, so you hear a voice from towards Claric the stage. the Service Seeker. And you hear a voice go, Claric the Service Seeker. It's a very familiar voice. Yeah. Claric the Service Seeker. You have stolen the soul of my daughter, and it is time for you to die. And a paladin with resplendent shining armor walks through the flames that are engulfing the stage, and you, of course, recognize your father. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this freaking guy. As he reaches I, onto I, his back and draws his giant shining broadsword, and he goes... I have prepared my sword with Darren's wax product, and I <laughs> oh, no. am not going to fail when I smite you, you demon scum. He's going to fail. <laughs> he used the wrong product. This dude's about to fail. As the demon lord, Clark the Service <laughs> Clark the Service Seeker. I don't know what's hard to say about that. Clark the Service Seeker. Clark the Service Seeker. Clark the Service Seeker. Clark the Service Seeker. Turns slowly towards your father and looks down at them, smiling and laughing. And he goes, you think you can stand against Clark the Service Seeker? <laughs> well... I'm gonna saute you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gonna do anything? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, where's my dad at? He's near me? He, no, you're on the, you, the, your dad is on the stage. Uh -huh. Then between you and your dad is Clark the Service Seeker. And then you are up in the stands on the 60th row. I'm guessing that they're going to... Rush towards each other. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look at my mother, who is a who is a sorcerer, who I learned stuff from. I'm gonna say, "Mom, I'm the only one who can save Dad. I need you to cast fly on me so that I can get there in time." And she goes, 
Persephone, you've betrayed us so many times. I, yes, you literally caused all of this. I, I don't think I can trust you. Again. I'm not going to fall for this anymore. I know. I'm so dumb and I'm a worthless daughter and I've never been there for you when you need it most. I am a lousy human being. Over and over again, I have failed, but I cannot hurt dad. Uh, as I pull out a little bit of hair and give myself my final inspiration. <laughs> I would like to roll a persuasion check. All right, go ahead. <laughs> roll a persuasion check. Oh, no. Well, that's a 17. Oh, my God. <laughs> and... A nat 20! A nat 20! A nat 20! A nat 20! A nat 20? A nat 20! These dice will not quit for me! And she... And your mom looks at you and she goes, Persephone, I knew that my daughter was still in there somewhere. Let's go save your dad. And she reaches forward and casts the fly spell on you. And she casts it on herself as well. As you both look towards Cleric, the service seeker. And you both... I'm assuming take to the sky. Yeah. You can do what you want. I'm going to zoom for the sky. Zoom for the sky. She zooms to the sky, too. A little sonic boom lets out from where you guys is left. <laughs> Even though that spell definitely doesn't let you travel at the speed of sound, but it sounds awesome. And Clark looks over his shoulder a little bit at you as your dad rushes forward with his sword. We're all going to be in yeah, the center, right? You're all converging on the center. And at the... so ba, 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 ba. It's like a giant... It's like a scene from, like, Avengers or something. Yes. yes. <laughs> and we're... So we're, we're flying at each other. Um, your dad's screaming, I will smite and right as we're about to all converge, um, I'm going to use my Fallen Paladin spell of, um, of, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, of More Bread, which is, uh, <laughs> which is a spell in which it casts disadvantage on all humanoids or uh, non-demonic creatures within a 60-foot range. It cast so well it's it's an aura sorry it's an aura spell so you're gonna give everyone disadvantage except for the demon <laughs> i'm betraying my parents once again once again oh my god <laughs> as yeah you cast that your demon lord smiles knowingly at you and you hear a voice in your head saying I knew my follower was still in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel a pleasing sensation move yep. through your body. And as we're And your your mom and dad both realize what's happening as they're converging towards Clark, the service seeker. And I say, Go to hell, Dad. <laughs> Get served. As Clark's hand moves down towards your dad, he swings his sword. It clongs onto his hand, doesn't even kind of break the skin as your dad goes, Fuck you, Darren's wax product. As the hand <laughs> closes around your father, squeezes tight, you hear his armor crumpling like a soda can as he screams out in pain and his limbs explode from his body <laughs> and his head explodes off his neck as blood splurts everywhere. Your mother screams out, trying to cast fireball at the demon, but he absorbs it into his mouth and blows it back at her like... Like uh, you do not argue <laughs> with a chef. You do it, not argue. It with only a chef. escalates the situation. <laughs> he basically just like breathes the fire back yeah. on your mother and burns her to a crisp. Uh, uh, her ashes just floating in the wind. 
And I assume at this point the fly spell is going to cancel on me, right? Uh, at this point the fly spell does cancel on and you. And I'm just going to open up my, my arms. I'm going to fly towards the demon. <laughs> arms and he is going to... He's going to catch you with one of his arms very easily and gently lower you to the ground. As a familiar face runs up next to you, it's James. He goes, Persephone! You have just murdered both of your parents and summoned a great demon lord to end all life on the continent. How do you feel right now? <laughs> Please. And do you feel like this is going to hurt your chances with the judges? I feel pleased as a beautiful punch. And you hear a light smattering of applause from the judges yeah. at the very top. And I look up at them and I say, being a leader is sort of like being a demon. Who's with me? <laughs> They don't really get it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot today. <laughs> I'm kind of tuckered, to be honest. <laughs> as uh, your demon lord starts to grow even larger as he moves up and like starts walking out of the uh, amphitheater towards the continent to go conquer his followers all moving along behind him taking up formation he easily uses his forearm to just sideswipe all the judges out of the way They're, they scream like the Wilhelm scream like ah! as they all like fall off the side and presumably die Right. Uh, and he's, he starts to walk out as he looks back at you. And anything you want to do or say? Uh, I, I would like my greatest follower to be at my side as we conquer this realm. Absolutely. You know I'll be true to you. I know. <laughs> you are the most trustworthy. You better believe it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start walking after him. First, we start with the city of town. And he stomps off. Oh, no. And that's where we're going to end this adventure. Poor city of town. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I also eventually absolutely betray this guy. Of course you do. <laughs> I am. I am. You're simultaneously no the villain and the hero <laughs> at all times. Yeah. That was that was wild. That was that was truly insane. That was Looney Tunes. Yeah, what just happened? I'm actually not sure what we that, just did. That started as a cooking competition. <laughs> it ended with, like, basically the world ending until you eventually save it? <laughs> and I'm not trying to save it. You murdered your parents. There's just going to be a, another person who I can sideswipe for. I think this I think this is the most deaths we've had in an episode of City of Town. <laughs> we just we killed an entire amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, we really did. I think this has to be yeah that was that was intense uh, if anybody's <laughs> keeping a list let us know because that seems like it yeah so the audience definitely was trying to get out but all your fault all the other followers were probably barring the doors and not letting them leave yeah i mean you really have to have a big bloodbath um it's sort of like a uh you know like a really big ritual i don't yeah. know what else to tell you totally yeah I'm with i you. feel like i said it perfectly i don't know how else how, how else, else you would have done would this? you have even possibly have said that i don't know I think you nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Michael, for DMing. And thank you, Casey, for playing and <laughs> making me question everything about <laughs> morals. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I'm here to do, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. And We really hope that you enjoyed that. Morally confused journey with us. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hear a what, what for Persephone? <laughs> a what, what? 
uh cool and then yeah of course yeah thank you guys for listening and check out thank you for listening check out city of town D. check out city of town D on the insta on we, the insta we just keep putting stuff up there yeah yep. I, I feel like probably most of you have checked it out by now and if you haven't check it out it's cool do you like memes do you like weird stock footage videos do you like podcast excerpts yeah do you do you enjoy this and just want a little bit more of it then go there and comment like i message us on the dm i don't care get your daily dose of city of town on instagram yeah um otherwise thanks again for listening and thank you to ryan riveros for editing thank you ryan thank you carson beck for letting us use soundbox studio city Thank you, Carson. And thank you, Catherine Tuljan, for doing the amazing artwork. Thank you, Catherine. And thank you, Michael. And thank you, Casey. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye.